Episode four. We are back for week three of the NFL season. Sometimes it can take a couple weeks until it finally hits you that it's back. And we're back. And after an exciting week two, we've got another great week ahead of us. The biggest news of the day. Uh, Mr. Ty Kosei over there committed today to Swanee for a baseball. So shout out to a uh, shout out to Ty. Appreciate uh, it, boys. Yes, sir. Uh, we'd love to see it. And then we have Will Hayes in the house. Yes, sir. And we got Croc. Yep. And we're here to uh, forecast the week three games as well as go over a couple storylines. And why don't we kick things straight ahead with this Thursday night matchup that's going on currently. Uh, Carolina-Houston. I don't have very much to say here, but I think Houston and Tyrod Taylor with all that situation – Kind of got nothing going on for him right now, but against the Carolina team that has played really, really well so far, and the defense has looked amazing, as well as Sam Darnold looking pretty good. Uh, so what do y'all think about that? Sam Darnold looks good right now. He's running the ball well, just being a like complete offensive player. I mean, not really saying much against the Texans, but Sam Darnold's definitely looking good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm re- I really like what Darnold has shown through the first two games, obviously he was very much in need of a change of scenery. And um, I feel like this move to the Panthers has been great for him. And, you know, through the first two weeks, it's shown that it really wasn't his fault in New York. It was more so of an Adam Gase, New York kind of problem um, because he is not, they're Panthers 2-0 and probably going to be 3-0 after tonight just because it's the Texans. But Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they've looked very good. What do you guys think about the McCaffrey hamstring uh, debacle? Uh, that's going to be very tough because they get a huge percentage of their offensive production just through him. And even if he isn't directly contributing to the play, you always have to watch out for him, especially if he goes out for a check down or just hops out of the pocket. Um, and without him there, I think a lot of the the production just as a total offensive unit is a lot less and I'm curious to see who steps up. If McCaffrey misses a bunch of weeks, I'm very curious to see. And if Sam Darnold is the real deal, because if McCaffrey doesn't come back. So uh, moving on then what games do y'all want to talk about most? What are the biggest matchups for y'all? Boys. Bucks? Are we not okay. The, about Bucks? the Rams Buccaneers. Yeah. The Bucks Rams game is probably Bucks Rams. Uh, y'all take it away first year. I mean, in this one, I think I'm, I got the Rams. I feel like that defense is really going to put Brady in a lock. And um, I just I just believe the new-look Rams are just definitely a content- contender, and I think they're going to knock off last year's champions, the Buccaneers. And uh, I think it'll be a close one, but I got the uh, the Rams in this one. It's It's really hard for me to decide in this game because both teams have looked so good through two weeks, especially Tom Brady. Like my guy is 44 years old and has thrown nine touchdowns through two weeks. Um, is that good? Yeah, that's, 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 that's okay. I think it's, it's, it's okay. No, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, especially for 44, but I mean, 
granted, they did play the Falcons and the Cowboys, who don't have the greatest defenses in the world, but um, it'll be a good test for them against the Rams. But I still think the Rams, with their high-powered offense, now led by Matthew Stafford, combined with that astounding defense, is just going to be too much for the Bucs to handle. So, Yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised at how well Stafford has been able to adjust in his first two games with the Rams, just it seems like he has great camaraderie with Cooper Cup already and um, his other receivers. And, I mean, it's been a very smooth transition. There hasn't really been any hiccups so far for Stafford, which has been huge for the Rams. And yeah. um, Brady, I mean, it just seems like time doesn't affect him whatsoever. So, Yeah, I'll be very curious to see uh, what the Rams are like when they finally face some adversity. Uh, if they go down, I'm very curious to see how Stafford responds because they've been pretty dominant the first two weeks, I'd say, for the most part. And yeah, I'd be very curious to see them in this environment. In both games. So mm-hmm. down early, it definitely will be something to watch. Y'all got anything else to say about this one? Sweet. Okay, let's throw it down to uh, Kansas City Chargers. I think for me, this is one of the most anticipated games for this week. Uh, the Chargers have looked pretty, pretty okay. Uh, last week, last week kind of hurt against the Cowboys, and they have to go into a pissed off Kansas City team uh, at home. So it's going to be a tough environment for them. I like the Chargers. I, I've liked what the Chargers have done this season so far. They play the Cowboys pretty close, um, but obviously. Um, going up against the Chiefs like this, like you said, after getting beat by the Ravens on Sunday Night Football is not looking great for them. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty pretty brutal game for LA, I'd assume. Yeah, especially the way that Kansas City lost last week. I think they have, they're going to come into this week with a whole different mindset. It's going to be very tough for the Chargers to go in there. I'd be extremely impressed if they came out with a win, for sure. Okay, uh, how about how about Colts-Titans? I feel like this is going to be an interesting game, but especially with the Colts quarterback situation, Darnold, I mean, um, Wentz and Ellinger unavailable, so I think Eason's going to get the start. Um, I think... The Colts may fall to 0-3 with such a tough schedule. Um, I feel like this will be a defensive game, but I feel like the uh, Titans are just going to have the offensive uh, upper hand in this one. Yeah, I agree. Can we talk about how tough that is to sprain both ankles? Yeah. (laughs) Really unfortunate for for him and – McCaffrey like those are two guys that have been like you know they were on redemption stories this year and it's like now they're both out with injury once again so So, tough (laughs) yeah it's very tough for them yeah I I pretty much agree with what Ty was saying uh very defensive battle but without a true identity at quarterback I feel like the Colts are gonna have a tough time um also there's this guy named Derrick Henry who's pretty good at running the football yeah he Uh, definitely returned to his dominance last week so yeah, that was um, yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, okay, I think it's that time of the episode because I want to get out of the way now that I'm looking at it. 
Uh, it's Falcons slander time. Uh, <laughs> where Ty, Ty and I did this like la- the last time. Uh, and basically, I just want to talk about again how terrible the Atlanta Falcons are at football. Uh, they stink and should disband. Um, uh, Matt Ryan should go, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I think Daniel Jones steps back up this week and plays another great game, and they take a win here. Um, yeah, I'm getting nods from Ty, uh, and that's about it. Cool, Falcons. The, yeah, right. the, Fal- the Falcons are just not good. Uh, I mean, we've clearly seen that through two games, especially week one. Um, but last Many week, times too. is about to go crazy. <laughs> crazy. Uh, Croc, do you have anything to say about your uh, your, your team here? He, uh, he looks off into the distance <laughs> like a sad soul. He, Let's just say that the transition has not been smooth whatsoever <laughs> for the Falcons, <laughs> and everything is in disarray. Greg, what, what was the what was the trend? What was the transition? Uh, just our defensive coordinator. There's been no improvement. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I'm looking to see improvement, like. We showed some flashes against the Bucks last week, but you know, then everything came apart in the fourth quarter, and then we lose by twenty-three. So, yeah, that, that's a, it's a, it's a tough scene for uh, all I mean, five. It was twenty-eight to twenty-five. Like I was like, okay, like if we can keep this a one-score game, I'll be pretty happy. Because I mean, obviously, I was not expecting us to win because Brady always finds a way to beat us, but um. Yeah, then we just get killed, throw two pick sixes, and it's just all downhill again. So I, I want to know what to expect this week. I mean, if we can win against the Giants. No, no, no. Okay, Hayes, what were you saying? Keep going. No, no, <laughs> po- no positive talk for the Falcons. Um, I want to flip it and talk about uh, a game that's probably going to go under the radar this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals Steelers. I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Keep going. <laughs> so um, this, this feels like this is a big grudge match. Both teams coming off tough losses after really good week one wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, they're bitter, bitter division rivals. Like they've always had a heated rivalry. Um, and I think this game is going to be great. Um, you know, we've seen the Bengals offense play pretty well for the most part, I'd say. Um, I mean, obviously, like Burrow throwing the three picks in a row last week wasn't great, but oh, he, did, he did bounce back with two touchdowns uh, later in the game and almost came back and won that game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, how the Steelers offense handles the Bengals defense. And um, I just think it's going to be a really good game because I think the two teams are actually pretty well matched in terms of skill level. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's – I think it's just going to be a great game, and that's one that I'll definitely be watching. I agree with everything you said. I, I've loved seeing how much more mature the Bengals seem to have gotten. I love seeing Joe Burrow's pocket presence, even though, yeah, you're right, he did throw those two picks. Seeing him come back and uh, and throw those two touchdowns was very impressive for me to see. Um, 
Evan spe- Burrow back to back to back picks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A very, very tough scene. <laughs> Not good. One there. of them wasn't his fault, and then yeah, two of them were. Yeah. So. Uh, I think one thing that's. I don't know if it's being schemed as well as it should. Um, that's one thing Zach Taylor's got to work on. Um, the Jamar Chase to Joe – I mean, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connection is just electric every time. Um, every every time it happens. But yet it's only happening like five to seven times a game. I mean, Jamar Chase needs more targets in my opinion, and I feel like this Bengals offense – needs to be more pass-heavy, more of a spread team, get Joe Mixon in space with screens, stuff like that, use the receiver talent they have. Mm-hmm. You think that – you have to say something? <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, so what do you think they're doing? Do you think it's they're just being too uh, power run heavy? Like, because I feel like if you're if you're still getting five to seven – uh, tries at the Jamar Chase connection. I feel like you're still with a rookie receiver. I feel like that's fine, to be honest. The, like, the, oh. the, the play calling of Zach Taylor really limits Burrow's abilities. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't express like my anger towards that man um, because of just like we all know the talent that Joe Burrow has, and he's rarely allowed to display that talent within the game what do you think what do you think he's calling what do you think he's doing specifically what what do you think what do you think taylor's doing specifically to not allow burrow to like really shine he only lets him throw like 10 yard routes it's yeah he i i'm with crook he he does not let it's it's just a really weird play calling scheme that he has. I have yet and to see Burrow throw the ball like more than thirty yards downfield. It's like he he's done it a couple of times, but it's like it's not enough. It's yeah, not it's enough because like, it's like every time they do it, it works. Jamar and it's like why? Yeah, yeah you've got you've got Jamar, you have Jamar Chase, T Higgins, yeah. and Tyler Boyd. Like throw it down the field more. Like, like Burrow's got to you got to give Burrow a chance to sling it. Yeah, yeah. Let your receivers make a play. Like that's what makes Rogers so good is that he just he'll give Devontae some 50-50 balls that he can go up and get. But like the Bengals just don't do that. They're not a risk-taking type team. Mm-hmm. But um I heard that Burrow went to Taylor to try and like design some deep route concepts. So we'll see if any of that actually shows in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Who knows? With T. Higgins being kind of questionable, and it just it feels like Taylor doesn't have full trust in Burrow when he should. Like, yeah, I agree. You yeah. need to let him take the reins of that offense and call his own shots. Maybe not his own shots, it's but the like number one pick for a reason. He yeah. he need, he needs to he needs to have an influence in what's going on. It, he doesn't necessarily need to have like all to say, but he's got to be able to have an opinion as to why the play yeah. is being called. Yeah. Also, a little bit of news: um, J.C. Horn just tore his Achilles. So oh, I that that's tough. That is that is tough. Uh, well, Croc mentioned Rodgers earlier. Let's talk about the Sunday night game. Uh, Green Bay is traveling to San Francisco. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about it that much uh, just because of when the episode was recorded last, but the Packers came off a big uh, bounce-back win against the Lions and traveled to a San Francisco team that I feel like has been one of the harder teams to sort of judge. I don't know about y'all, but what do you think about this game? I think it will be a 
closely contested game. The 49ers obviously have a very strong defense that they've had for the past few years now. And um, I think it will definitely be a clash between the Packers offense that kind of started to find its life last week. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's two teams that are going fairly well. The Niners have some, you know, major injury problems at running back. But uh, if they can get that sorted out, then I think that it'll definitely be a one-possession game. But, um, you know, I do think the Packers are the stronger team. And uh, I think that they can win this matchup. Mm-hmm. I do want to do a quick shout out to Eric Stokes uh, last week for his um, like really, really strong performance against the Lions as well. But as oh, a whole, that oh, 100%. Kevin King can like literally be cut and I'd be, I'd celebrate it. Be a national holiday if Kevin <laughs> King got cut. Party like they did when the Bucks won the championship. Oh, I thought oh, we could, the whole town would come out and celebrate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he needs hey, to go. Shout out, shout out, uh, Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, Ty, Ty, yeah. Shout out, shout out, uh, what's his, uh, shout who, who else do I want to shout out? I want to shout out, uh, let's, let's go ahead and shout out Senor Cheesehead. Of all the shout outs to Senor Cheesehead. Like I mean, Croc got absolutely owned by Aaron Jones. So thank you, Senor <laughs> Cheesehead and Aaron Jones. Uh, Croc is now uh, worse than me in fantasy. So <laughs> I just wanted to announce that on the podcast. <laughs> Y'all, okay. Y'all are sleeping on the Niners. That's all I'm saying mm-hmm. at the moment. I think the Niners I mean, I, I – Honestly, I'd be a little bit higher on the Niners if they actually like had a running back depth chart. I, I think yeah, this. I, I mean, think I it's not the. Sorry. The the Niners have always been such like a plug and play kind of system for running backs. Like literally, you could take anyone and mm-hmm. they would do good in that system. Like you could see with Raheem Mostert, it worked. I mean, like literally, they've had like ten running backs over the last like three seasons that have produced in that system yeah also i i totally i completely agree with you because i think the packers have shown that their defense has not been good like you give up 17 in the first half to the lions and then obviously you give up 38 to the saints in week one like i think this could definitely be a closer game than people are talking about and even if the packers offense decides to play well again um i think hayes is completely right especially that run defense has been terrible so very interested to see how whatever running back to, that san francisco plays is it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if the packers can bounce back defensively the niners are favored just by the way i think that's i think that's spot on for me um mm-hmm. at least i would favor them in this game but uh i think it, it's it could go either way um easily. i think I'm, i think i'm gonna have to go to the packers in this one just because of uh Senor Cheesehead and Aaron Jones, how much they did for my fantasy team last week. I mean, bless up. I'm going go pack go this week again. Uh, shout out Senor so, Cheesehead. Shout out Senor Cheesehead. Senor Cheesehead, if you are hearing this, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Oh Please my reach gosh. out. Yeah. That would be an epic episode. Um, oh, yeah. We're huge fans. We'll get we'll get we'll get that to work. And hey, send some merch my way too. <laughs> send the podcast some Senor Cheesehead merch. 
<laughs> um, those are pretty much the main games that I really wanted to talk about. Um, I do think also that the Dolphins are going to be an interesting team to watch just because see how they respond to Tua and the fractured ribs. Um, that's going to be tough, especially against that Raiders team, which has looked really good so far as well. Um, but besides that, the, what do you, uh, yeah. one question, Mark, I have, what do you guys think of the Saints Patriots game? I feel like this is a pretty interesting, like kind of setting the tone game for both teams. I a hundred percent agree. I have no idea what to make of the Saints because in week one, they played amazing and decided to just blow out the Packers. And then last week they put up a dud against the Panthers. So uh, I have no idea. I think this is going to be really a game where we see the trend for the season, like you said, because I think if Jameis puts up a good game and plays well, then that is going to be the trend. But I also think that if they go into Foxborough and put up another dud like they did last week, I think it could spell some trouble for the season. And I do know that it's only week three, but, and I try not to overreact about these things, but uh, I think getting a win for the saints more than the Patriots is going to is more is, is important because I feel like this game has more impact on what the Saints will be doing this year than the Patriots, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like this is definitely a uh, huge game for Jameis and where he stands. And I feel like it's also a um, huge game for Mac Jones to just prove that he can be that guy in Foxborough. Um, Foxborough's, I mean, the Patriots have had some absolute animals the last few weeks, Damian Harris, Mac Jones, those guys are just playing great football. And uh, I think they may give the Saints a little bit of trouble, but um, hopefully the Saints defense, I'm not sure if the coaches are back and and uh, Marcus Lattimore, I'm not sure if those guys are back yet. But the Saints defense really needs to step up and uh, Jameis really needs to prove that he is that guy. I agree with McCord. I have no idea what to make of this game. Um, because it can go – I mean, we, obviously we've seen the Saints that it, this game can go either way in terms of the Saints getting blown out or the Saints blowing the Patriots out. I feel like there's no in-between, I'm going to yeah. be honest. I feel like it's going to be one of the one or the other. Mm-hmm. If it's a close game, I'll enjoy it, obviously, but I'd be very surprised just because of the state the Saints are in at the moment. So that's just – that's one. Mm-hmm that I think is a really, really big toss-up, even though it's going to be lopsided either way. Yeah, no, I, I can pretty much agree with you there. One question, when is the Saints' next home game? Is it next? Yeah, it is next. Are the Saints going back to the Superdome next week against the Giants? I believe it's... They're supposed to. They're supposed to, but... um. I don't really know how hard that is after the stadium kind of caught on fire. Oh, um, that, that is true. Yeah. But I think Saints fans are going to do everything they can to get in that dome, whether that be the fire department and construction working 24 seven, they're going to do everything they can to try to get in that stadium. Yeah. Cause I, I say that just cause if the Saints, if the Saints win this game, then they go back to new Orleans finally with that momentum. I think it could really, kickstart because they're going to need to win that game against the giants i think because then they're they then they're away at washington then they play the seahawks bucks in back-to-back weeks um i think that this could be a 
big game and especially going back home would be huge as well for them yeah. which everyone would love to see obviously um but besides that i don't I, i'm good i don't have anything else to talk good. about yeah that was that was all i really wanted to touch on Sweet. Uh, well, that does it for episode four of the Final Drive. Um, follow us on Instagram at the Final Drive Podcast, on Twitter at TFD Pod, and listen to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, again, shout out to Ty for the Swanee commitment. Everyone loves to see it, and we will see you guys next week. I think I'm on a whole new level. I think I'm breaking out my mental. I'm finally finding. Finding my inner peace, baby. Inner peace, enjoying my company.